This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel to react to Liverpool's 3-0 win at Burnley. I'm your host Paul Wheelock and over the next 40 minutes or so we'll be getting the view from the press box, the dugouts and the stands after the Reds made it a club record 13 straight victories. But more importantly, even at this early stage of the season, it meant they moved back ahead of Manchester City at the top of the table in what looks like being another two-horse race for the title. We'll start by getting the verdict of our Liverpool FC correspondents, both home and away, Paul Gorst. You'll then hear every word of Jurgen Klopp's press conference after the match, including his brilliant response to Sadio Mane's reaction after coming off and taking his place in the dugout. And then we'll hand the show over to six of our regular post-game callers. But first, here's Paul Gorst. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Liverpool maintain their 100% Premier League record with a 3-0 win over Burnley at Turf Moor this evening. It turns them into international break top of the pile with four wins from four, 12 points. Uh, Manchester City just behind them on tenor for they beat Brighton and Hove Albion 4-0 themselves earlier on today. Um, it was a professional performance from Liverpool that wasn't a great one by any stretch of the imagination. It wasn't a free-flowing attacking performance that we've come to uh, expect now and again from Jürgen Klopp's Reds. It was a defensively strong one. Um, Virgil van Dijk and Joel Matip at the back, once again excellent uh, in particular Matip who just continues to grow and grow alongside the £75 million Dutchman. Um, first goal came in fortuitous circumstances, it has to be said. Jürgen Klopp uh, admitted as much after the game. Trent Alexander-Arnold goes to cross it in and uh, basically evades everyone. Loops over Nick Pope and Liverpool have the lead. It's officially gone down as an own goal from uh, from Chris Wood, which is a bit harsh on the on the striker, but uh, Liverpool took the lead that way. And they made a, made a 2-0 with uh, Roberto Firmino uh, laying it on a plate for Sadio Mane, who coolly converted to make a 2-0 after a, a poor mistake from Ben Mee to basically gift the... Brazilian uh, the ball. Second half, Liverpool, similar circumstances. The game carried on at a similar similar rate. Uh, Liverpool made a three eventually uh, through Roberto Firmino, who just strode onto Mohamed Salah's uh, pass. Took the home from the edge of the box with a, an excellent finish. Uh, the Brazilian once again pulling the strings for Liverpool's attack and, and thought he was excellent all day. Um, Jordan Henderson um, came off after a nasty looking challenge with Adam Lennon but he said after the game he's fine, it's just a bit of a dead leg and he probably could have played on but Jürgen Klopp aired on the side of coaching as Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain came on. So all in all, um, an excellent day for Liverpool there, top of the pile and we'll stay there until the resumption of Premier League action next month. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yes, John. You made it look quite easy in the end but it wasn't always easy. <laughs> I'll try to answer the question now a couple of times already, but um, um, I said it before, it was pretty much the best second ball game um, we played since I'm together with the boys. We were really, we were really there, we won pretty much all the first balls, which is already difficult enough against Barnes and Wood, That's really, they do really well there. And then being around and have a good formation for the second balls, it was just amazing, using then the space a little bit for for immediate passing, trying to be quick in your decision making, that we want to have direction immediately. That was really good. Um, it's not the only thing what Burnley is doing, obviously. They have these early crosses, they, 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 they play then uh, three, four, five passes to prepare an early cross, and there you have to be there as well. Then they chip the balls in behind from different positions, the last line. I don't know how often Burnley was today in off, offside, it was brilliant. Um, how we did that, how we adapted in these situations. And apart from that, then we, we played really good. It's a 4-4-2 system. Against a 4-4-2 system, it's really difficult um, if you are not quick 
your passes have no real direction and you, then you play in their cards pretty much because for that the formation is brilliant and the fullback is under pressure from the winger, the six can close the gap and stuff like this um, and immediately you have no real situation which can create kind of a momentum and we work on all of the first half completely in, in um, kind of fluent but as much as you can without creating massively but we had of course our moment scored then uh, uh, okay of course a bit of a lucky goal but um, um, I think it still deserved that we were one up and, and um, yeah second goal brilliant just brilliant um, winning the ball and again really quick decision making uh, directly offers and then the super pass Bobby super finish Sadio third goal brilliant control the game um, as much as you can because it's just all each set piece is a massive threat massive and um, each ball without pressure when Pope can play them and me can play them and Tarkovsky can play them and any midfielder can play them and when the two wingers can cross it's just difficult so the boys it was only the last 10 minutes when I when I was when I thought okay that's um, that's not really different to all the other games we had here before that I never felt like it's done already but um, the boys did the job so brilliant really good the television images showed Savio Mani getting very upset on on the bench. I know you said it wasn't to do with the substitution. Do we know what he was upset about? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Huh? Um, yeah, he was upset. That's all, that was obvious. Savio cannot hide his emotions. I like that. Um, but um, all sorted. We spoke about it. Everything is fine. We are we are individuals. We are emotional. It was a situation in the game. Obviously, but what else could happen? It's not a phone call. So. Um, was situation in the game he was not happy about, and that's then completely fine. Yeah, would he do it exactly the same manner again? Probably not, but it happened. So it's nothing happened. He didn't um, say any wrong words, or just looked a little bit um, different. But uh, how he looks usually, for me, of course, I can understand that's just that's a little story. Thank God we are now away for, for a week. So if you write something about it, we will not read it anyway. Um, and after a week, nobody can remember it anymore. So it's really cool, cool moment. To do it, it's, but it's all good, really. Uh, all fine. Okay. Any more, Chris? I don't feel proud in the moment, to be honest. But I'm happy that it that it's um, because these records are all they ever are. I'm not sure it's it's really nice. But we don't go for these records. But we, you know, you were probably in the press conference when I spoke about it that this team, that this team um, creates. Uh, wants to write their own stories and they want, want to create their own history and they are doing and doing and doing so that's it look you can that's one is a number 13 games in a row the other thing is in the 13th game of that series showing the attitude the boys showed today that makes it that makes it all so you have to show um respect to all opponents and the boys do that with the attitude they're bringing the pain and come on so much pressure on the opponent again so difficult for Burnley to do exactly what they want to do. They still can do it from time to time, but then we are there undefended. We put speed in the game. We, we put really so we are creative. There are so many different things in the game, and there's still space for improvement, which is cool. But um, so for the first part of the season, the very first part of the season, now um, I said before, if somebody would have asked me f four weeks ago if I if I think that's possible, I would say that probably not. And now it happened. So now we have to. Pray and hope again that they all come back healthy. 
and then the, the, the most intense period of the season starts already. I think in September we have five away games and one home game. Interesting, but, but that's, I think that's the case. So we have to travel a lot and, um, and, and, and it'll be spot on and hopefully healthy and, and fresh and all that stuff. So, good start. So far, so good. That's it. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yes, so far, so good indeed. Right, now it's time to hear from the first of our post-game callers, Alex Watts, Ross Strachan and Owen Thomas. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross The Line podcast. And big win today, um, as expected. Tough away trip to Burnley. It's always one of the hardest away trips of the season, so... Yeah, big performance to go in 2-0 up at half-time and then to win the game 3-0 and fairly comfortably in the end was really impressive, I thought. And again, kind of laid down a marker to show our dominance and hopefully that Liverpool aren't going to slip up with, you know, those draws in these sort of games this season, like we did a little bit last season. Um, So I thought it was a really impressive and significant performance in that regard. Um... I don't think the Burnley fans enjoyed it too much. The absolute irony of Burnley fans booing our players for supposedly time-wasting was hilarious. But yeah, great day for Liverpool fans. Um, interesting to see Klopp sticking with his favoured eleven at the moment. I suppose the team that started the Champions League final, Sands Allison, obviously. Which does make sense because he wants to keep the momentum going into the international break so why mess with the team that's working plus when we come back from the international break that's when the Champions League starts up again and there's going to be more and more games so Klopp's going to have to rotate the team more and more to to deal with that. Um, Mainly I was really happy to see Joel Matip start again after he impressed last weekend against Arsenal and Obviously, Van Dijk, fresh from deservedly winning his UEFA Player of the Season award, continued to prove he's the best defender in the history of the game. Um, But yeah, he kept winning those aerial duels against Burnley and really just kept Ashley Barnes quiet all game, which is no easy feat with the form he's been in this season. Um, And yeah, Burnley played fairly well, but I thought Liverpool kept them pretty quiet especially going forward um in the second half especially we controlled the game and just kept them contained and then it was just a case of us breaking them down and I thought Klopp tried some new things to try and get past the solid kind of midfield and defense they have so he was going with long balls a lot which was quite interesting um and obviously Trent and Rob were on the ball whipping crosses in a lot today the opening goal came from that Trent looked like he was whipping across to the back post, but it ended up taking a deflection and ended up in the back of the net. Um, Completely baffled the Burnley goalkeeper, but you take the goals however you get them. I think it was given as an own goal in the end, which is a bit of a shame. But yeah, then Sadio Mane made it two with a great finish and then Bobby Firmino getting the third in the second half. And funnily enough, it feels like the front three are even more clinical this season. It doesn't feel like they're missing as many chances they did, certainly early on last season, they are right in their rhythm already. So it's a bit annoying that we're going into an international break now in many ways, but it is really exciting to see that front three firing so much. Hopefully Sadio Mane doesn't stay too mad at Mo Salah for not passing to him. Um, 
But yeah, the whole team was great. Shout out to Jordan Henderson, who I thought was incredible today. I thought he was robbed of that UEFA midfielder of the season award. But yeah, he was he was great today. I love him in that more advanced midfield role. And some of his passes today were amazing. I thought Fabinho was great again. Um, Virgil van Dijk after the game said he's like Inspector Gadget because he's everywhere, which I really liked. Um, and yeah, it's nice to see him getting the love from like the wider fans and the media now. You know, Liverpool fans have known how good he is for some time. Um, but yeah, there's just lots to love about this Liverpool side again this season. I think, like I say, there's an argument that we look even better in some ways than we did last season. So still top of the league. We kept the 100% winning record. Uh, I think that's 13 league wins in a row now from last season and continuing to this season. So we're in some form and I hope Man City and their fans are a little bit worried watching performances like this from Liverpool because I thought we were ruthless today and I hope that carries on after the international break and also that that international break doesn't slow down our momentum in any way because... You know, when we come back, we've got Newcastle, Napoli, Chelsea. So the tough games just keep coming. But yeah, hopefully these performances just continue and we keep winning. Up the Reds. Cheers. It's from Widnes with his thoughts on the Burnley-Liverpool game. Another win. We're top of the league. Going into the international break. It's been a fantastic start to the season. Really, we didn't get out of first gear. Absolutely cruised in that game, in my opinion. You know, I thought we started off well. Burnley, obviously well drilled, set up tight. We know what they're going to do. They're going to give no no space to the front three, keep things tight, play it deep. All the no, all the all the cliches. That's what Burnley will be doing. And we, we played okay in our first half, but you know we we did struggle to create chances. We had the one chance from Salah at the post, which is a bit of a half chance. But a lot of credit goes to Burnley. The Again, teams are going to do this week in, week out. They're going to turn up with a game plan against Liverpool to nullify you know, the, the obvious threats. And Burnley did that, and it was... I think it needed the, the goal. The, the credit is an own goal. Trent Arnold, Cross, which is hit someone on the back and loops over the keeper. It's terrible goalkeeping, in my opinion, by the way. Absolutely just watched it go in over his head. But we needed a goal like that because it, at that point I was thinking we're gonna, it's going to go in nil-nil half time and these are going to be you know, really up for it but we got the breakthrough and as so often happens in football one brings two it was within one or two minutes Burnley obviously a little bit rattled by the goal they've made another silly mistake at the back give the ball away you can't do that against half from three Mane's in two-nil and you you're basically saying it's game over. Going into the second half, it was absolute cruise control. You know, second gear, I'd, I'd describe it as second gear. But when we did break, we did look dangerous, as we always do. Burnley caused us no real problems at all. The third goal came, you know, 10 minutes ago. The classic bit of counter attacking. Firmino slots, a great finish. And like I say, it was it was it was really easy cruising. We never really had to get going. Obviously, the first goal helped us, but it's 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 frightening in a way that where we could be this season. You know, we we can we are only going to get better. And to be getting you know to be going now, that's August done and dusted. A trem- you couldn't ask for a better start to the season. It's a trophy in the bag. 
undefeated. We've just kept our first clean sheet as well, which would be great for the keeper. You know, we thought I had quite a good game today and great for the defence who, you know, they deserve a clean sheet there. And all in all, it's a great month and we've got a couple, I think it's a couple of weeks off now for these internationals and we'll be able to go again. A little bit of beef there, I've seen at the end with uh, Mane. Not 100% sure what it's about. He looked absolutely furious when he was on the bench. He was having a rant and rave. Whether it's... The, the, they were saying on the commentary that it might have been you know, some beef with Salah not passing the ball. You know, I don't mind all that. Salah, Salah's a goal scorer. He's only got eyes for goal. I don't mind that. I, and I actually don't mind the beef that uh, Mane's bringing because that show, you know, it shows that they all want to score. They all want to contribute to this team and it's only going to make them better. We don't mind stuff like that. It's all good. You know, Burnley-wise... They'll, they'll be alright this season they're a decent enough outfit the young lad McNeil on the left hand side was probably their pick of the plays for me looked a little bit you know a bit of pace could beat a man but you know Trent Arnold dealt with him pretty well but out of anyone he, he looks a he looks a bit of a player in the making I think he's only about 20-21 so he's one to look out for but like I say going forward Liverpool top of the league international break I can't wait for it to start again Hi, this is Owen from Cock On Podcast. 13 wins in a row. Ooh. It all started with Burnley on March the 10th, and since then we've played and beaten Fulham, Tottenham, Southampton, Chelsea, Cardiff, Huddersfield, Newcastle, Wolves, Norwich, Southampton, Arsenal, and Burnley again. That is quite the list, isn't it? It's absolutely brilliant. We want to create our own history, is what Klopp has been saying since he took over. And here they are, his players, doing it. This was a chipper performance. I thought Trent Alexander-Arnold was magnificent, a sort of 9.5 out of 10 performance. And that was, you know, more or less the average rating. This was such a pleasing win. It was absolutely superb. We outfought Burnley in their own patch. We outfought a Sean Dyche team on their own cabbage patch. Wow. The last time we lost there, by the way, was uh, just uh, three years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, we I was looking at it before the match. We had Mignolet in goal, Klein, Clavan, Lovren and Milner in defence. And today you can see the difference. I mean, Adrian did superbly well as a backup to uh, the genius Allison, But uh, having Trent, Robbo, Matip and Virgil at the back, I thought they were all absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. Yes, the cockles of my heartstrings are so warm. The only thing that cools them and in fact sends an icy chill down my spine is the fact that we have two weeks without watching these boys play football. This international break is as welcome as a hippie in a military parade and I have no idea what I'm going to do. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast saying, until then, peace out, well done the Reds, and come on you Redmen, Liverpool, Liverpool, top of the league. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. 
Thanks to Owen, Ross and Alex there. And now it's time to hear from Sam Planch, who makes some very good points about the sad situation at Berry in his post-max verdict. Simon Donnelly, who picks out some very impressive numbers in his. Before we finish with the thoughts of the returning Nathan Davidson. Thanks for joining me. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Okay, so Liverpool Burnley away. Um, you know, we we done so well the first few games, um, maximum points, and it was important that we come away to a tough place. And done it again there. It's never an easy game at Burnley, and um, I've always got a lot of admiration for Sean Dice because he's not the most fashionable of manager. He, you know, he hasn't got the the name or the reputation of being some you know um, smooth kind of player or manager who's had done all kinds and decorated in the game he just goes about his business and the thing is though he never spends any money um, and we never talk about them to be relegated and they're always a dangerous side it's never an easy game it was a tough game and Liverpool today there and spells there had chances where scenarios by the way where they just nearly got in and just a last little half inch and um, Burnley got in there with a toe or a block or whatever where we could have got goals galore um, without playing fantastically well, but still playing quite well. And that's uh, that's arguably to the organisation of the team, the the fitness of the team of Burnley. And, you know, there's no household names in that team, really. And I did like Ashley Barnes. I always have for a few years, by the way. And I really think he'll do a job. But um, and there's other players in the team. I thought O'Neill was good and all that. But anyway... I just think a sign of a good manager is when you're performing better than the players that you've got. And I think Burnley deserve a lot of credit for that. But enough about Burnley. Basically, I think Liverpool today were very good. Um, I think they were passing the ball back to Adrian a lot less, which is something that the manager needed to be saying. I think we said it before. Um, it's not his strength. And I think he's a good shot stopper, Adrian. And he's, he's a cracking uh, number two and stuff. And he's done great. But I don't think his, his plus points with defeat. Not many goalies are. And I think when you're used to having Allison probably five, only a couple of yards to five yards max behind you, behind your line as a sort of sweeper keeper, and then you get a keeper who's used to staying on the line and just blocking shots, it is a different tactical uh, sort of regime. So, yeah, the, the pool started playing that between each other. I thought Matip was great. He, he's come on really well. I think there was one of the goals there where most defenders are the wangdy. And he just basically played the ball in and, and we went on the break and scored. And I thought that was brilliant. Van Dijk won virtually every header. And a lot of that goes unnoticed. I thought he was tremendous. Henderson struggled, but he you know, he had a, um, loads of effort was in there, but didn't quite come off for, for him today. And then he got that knock and went off. Um, I thought Sarah was greedy today. And, you know, a couple of them come off and um, he gets a goal. And you have to be greedy. It's not really a criticism because... If you want to score 30-plus, you're going to be greedy. But there was a couple of times you got to put players in. Looked like Manny got a bit annoyed with one of them um, when he went off. But listen, Liverpool were brilliant. I thought Firmino again. I, I, I think Firmino up front has been our best player in virtually every game this season so far. He just knits the play and links the play. and He's a little bit different. And when you say Salah and Manny are just tremendous and... I think Manny's probably the best technical player out of the three. But then Firmino offers something different again and Salah offers you just a, a bigger goal threat than the three of them. And for, for a player like Salah, who's only got one foot and a left foot and a right foot for standing on, 
he just scores so many goals. He's phenomenal. It's some of his play was breathtaking. Um, but Manny just Manny's got everything. And then Firmino there would just coming deep and linking the play and playing. And I keep thinking, you know, who are we gonna get if Firmino gets injured? Because by the way, if Firmino or Van Dijk get injured, I think we'll struggle more than any other other place. Because I know Manny and Salah are the class above, but you'd have got players like Shakiri and Origi who are nowhere near a level, but they could probably fill in for the odd game. Whereas, like, if Firmino gets injured, who are you going to play there? And Van Dijk, mm, are you going to put Gomez in? You could say Gomez and Matty, but I bet you they're nowhere near. Everyone looks better alongside Van Dijk because he's got a lot of stems that you need to, to excel. So... That worries me a little bit, but listen, the pool. I think what you know, I said to him, I said to the I was watching a match and I, I said, you know, this is the best Liverpool team since '88, and you know, in my opinion, and we've had some good teams in between. We've won a few cups and and stuff, European cups and FA cups and stuff, but this really is a special team. And you know, Roy Hodgson was there, and we were going nowhere, and we had Konchesky and Poulsen and all that. And and we could have gone bust like the likes of your Berry, which heartbreaking by the way. I don't care what you know the coast of Manchester and all that. Any football club going bust is heartbreaking. It's a big part of people's life who like football, and we all know that. If you listen to this, you know you you know that, and you don't want that to happen. A little bit closer than people think of going bust, and these owners have took a lot of stick and. And they haven't done everything right, but I'll tell you what they have done. The 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 the, the smooth operators, the smart operators. And they, they haven't reinvested. If they've got money and they've reinvested, they haven't been kamikaze and they haven't just thrown dough. But they've reinvested and I think they've been really good. And I think the Annie Rowe thing there, and I know it's going to be a bit of a delay, but not settling for that few thousand and going bigger. I like that. They've done it with the main stand. I think they've done a phenomenal job with the main stand, by the way. And by the way, the pitch is the most uh, important, but this all emphasise on the pitch because what you get from these then means you can pay the extra few mil for players. Where Benitez couldn't play the extra few mil for players, now Klopp possibly can, is because we're smart, getting a bit smarter off the pitch. And, um, I think it's all a jigsaw and everything has to fit in. It's like any business. And unfortunately, the pool is a business. It's not something I want to think about because the pool is more of a life thing for me and it's more important than... You know, you got friends, you got family and everything, and then after that you got the football, you know, and I it's really a big part of life for everyone. Um anyway, great I thought it was a great point there because especially with City dropping some against Tottenham and then uh battering Brighton earlier. We had to go and beat them and we did, and I think it was a good performance. I think we can keep the ball a little bit better than we have. But that, I think that's being quite critical because I think we're, we're trying to be a, a little more progressive on the ball and uh, and adventurous. And it, it's paying off and it's doing good. I just worry where everyone's saying let's sign players and I was definitely one of them. Um, some of the players who were there are going to struggle. I really struggle how to see Shaqiri is going to get minutes with Chamberlain's knocking on the door before him probably. Arigi's knocking on for the front three and how's he going to get minutes? And then, you know, you got to like see a lover and forget about him now. I think he's toast. So, it listen, great performance. I talked about a array of things in riddles there, but um, on to the next one. I hate the international breaks. I think they should be barred, banned and banished. Um, they're just an absolute joke for everyone who loves football because international football isn't real football. It's just something that you have to watch when there's nothing else to watch. But anyway, 
that's my opinion and uh, Liverpool up the Reds top of the shop top of the league we are the boys the mighty Reds here we are yet again after another Premier League game celebrating Liverpool's victory you know it's becoming a, a something that we do every week now and long may that continue Tough away game against a big, physical, aggressive, defensive side like Burnley. And we really took them to the cleaners, beating them 3-0 at their place with, I think, 63% possession. I'd like to illustrate how well Liverpool are doing right now using numbers. First of all, the number 13. That is the number of games in the Premier League we have now played and won on the bounce. 13 on the bounce. 13 victories. That is some record, that is. Second number is 21, which is the number of games it is since we've been beaten. 17 wins and four draws in the last 21 games. The next number is 43. In the past 43 Premier League games, Liverpool have only lost once. And the final number is 50. Hats off to Mr Bobby Firmino, who today scored his 50th Premier League goal for Liverpool. What a player he is. He's the first Brazilian to reach that milestone. And we are so lucky to have him. His work rate, his skill, his positional sense, his selfish, selflessness are all just absolute attributes to our team. And even though he's a high-profile player, I would go so far as to say he's very underrated because I think the influence he has on our team cannot be exaggerated. Hats off to Bobby. Well done, mate. 50 goals, 50 Premier League goals. Great landmark. Well deserved. So we go on. Um, the final number I would like to share with you is uh, the number one, which is the position we are in the Premier League right now. Man City must still be nervous. We don't look like we're going to get beat anytime soon. Um, anything they can do, we seem to be doing a little bit better. And roll on a week or two weeks time, Saturday, Newcastle at home. I think we should have the beating of them. I think they're a team, dare I say, might be fighting relegation at the end of the season. We should take them apart at our place. Let's hope we get everybody home safely and uh, uninjured after the um, international break. Roll on Newcastle at Anfield. Let's keep the momentum going. Come on, you Reds. Hi there, Nathan Davidson, talking about Liverpool's 3-0 victory over Burnley today. So... Just to start off with the game, I thought it was took a while to get going today for both teams. The, the first 20 wasn't the best bit of football I've watched for a while. Um, no, It was just scrappy. No team seemed to be composed and just have five minutes where they kept the ball, played it about and just tried to get a hold of the game. It was just loose pass after loose pass after loose pass. Then we had the first real chance, which was Salah's chance... Um, Got a bit lucky as Henderson put the ball in. Took a deflection, felt like Salah, he got a first touch. But Nick Pope did really well for Burnley and got there, made himself big. And it ran away from Mohamed Salah. Then we went on to have the first goal of the day. And that was originally what I thought was Trent Alexander-Arnold's. But on second viewing, you could see it did take a massive deflection from Chris Wood. He went to put in a cross. He was once again on the break, which was a main, a, a, sorry, a main feature of today. Um, and Henderson gave him the ball back. Trent put a cross in. It looked a little bit miscued when you first saw it, but 
on a reflection, it was a deflection that knocked it from where he was intending to put it at the far post, and it went right over Nick Pope and into the back of the net. And then, as Liverpool are so good at doing it, I think it's one of the things we've been so good at is we can literally take away take a game away from the other team in the matter of minutes. And we did that today when we got the second goal only six minutes, no, not even six minutes, a little bit less than that later. And it was a good goal, but once again it was Burnley, which is another feature of today, giving the ball away a lot, which really surprised me. It was in their own half as well, they give it away. And Firmino to Mane, it was in the bottom corner, and it was as simple as that for the second goal. It was also quick and precise, which is something that we've seen time and time again with Liverpool. So, so, so impressive on the break, but I'm surprised that Burnley give us the option to do that. I was really surprised with how many, not numbers they got forward, but how when we got the ball, there was so many Burnley players high up the pitch and they had a lot of tracking back to do, especially when they've had a midweek game as well. I thought they would have tried to sit in a little bit more and make it much more difficult for us. And then for the rest of the first half, we were just in control, but there wasn't really too much happening, but we all always looked like the team that was going to score again, really. Then we go into the second half, and the second half started the exact way that the first half ended. We looked in control. We looked a class above Burnley, to be honest. Then there was a, later on, Henderson came off uh, Oxford Chamberlain. It looked like maybe got something wrong, some sort of little knock there, so let's hope that's nothing. Then for the third goal today, Bobby Firmino... He's just one of them players. Every time you watch him, you like him more and more. Like, I don't know what it is about him, but it's just his touches are always so smooth, and he does all these fancy things, but he doesn't overdo it. And he's just a beautiful player to watch on the football field. And every time I see him, I just think he's better and better, really. But once again, we won the ball off Burnley. This time it was in our own half, and our breakaway was just so so quick today and within six or seven touches we've put it in the back of the net but we've got to say for Firmino's goal it's a great finish struck from distance in the bottom corner brilliant finish so just to summarise really today Burnley far far from the best for me it's probably the worst I've seen Burnley play for a long time Um, but we took advantage of that and I think especially today in the fact of, I can't imagine that Klopp and Liverpool going into the game thought they were going to get many chances to nick the ball high up the pitch off Burnley, but it, it came to be and they really took advantage of that. The amount of times Burnley lost the ball in their own half was ridiculous, but we played with like a cleverness today. Maybe not, maybe not for the first, I'd say twenty five thirty minutes until we really got got our heads in the game. But much as what people always talk about Messi doing, where he, spe- he spends the first bit of the game reading his opponent and then works out what's the best thing to do. I feel like that's what we did today. We took the time and just held on in there until we could figure out how we could hurt Burnley. And then we did that with really good effect. So it finishes Liverpool 3, Burnley nil. Perfect way to go into the international break. And the only worry now is that we've got a long time until the Newcastle game with the international break. So we'll be looking forward to that when we get back. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.